Thank you for hosting me this evening. Pre-Slichot. We Ashkenazim, we take it easy when it comes to Slichot. We haven't even got going yet. We still have another week till we wake up. But Achenu B'nai Sfarad already started from Rosh Chodesh Elul, like the language of the tour. Then Rosh Chodesh Elul, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Klal Yisrael the second opportunity to gain Ratzon and to gain favor and to gain Kapara. So I'd like to speak this evening and be ma'orer ourselves, be ma'orer myself, about the proper attitude we should have as the Yom Naram approach, as Rosh Hashanah is approaching, the proper attitude we should have during the recitation of Slichos. In the Tefillah on Rosh Hashanah, in the Musaf, we know there are three main brachos. We say, Malchiois, Zechroinois, Shefaris. And Shefaris ends, I believe that Ashkenazim and Sephardim have pretty much the same Nusach. We might not have the same tune, so you'll have to bear with my Ashkenazic tune. But I believe the words are the same. We say, Shoifar. You hear the sound of the shofar. Umazin trua. You're attentive to the trua. V'yein doy melach. There's nobody like you. Baruch atah adoy shem. Blessed are you, God. Shoimea kotrua samo Yisrael. Berachamim. You hear the sound of the trua of the Jewish people with mercy. Now there's one line here, there's one phrase here that seems out of place. We say, Hashem, you hear the sound of the shoifar. You're attentive to the trua, but v'yein doy melach, there's no one like you. Okay, it's true, nobody like God. But it's random. What doesn't belong here, you could stick v'yein doy melach into any tefillah. Adoy noilam asher melach b'terem kol yitzir nevra v'yein doy melach. I don't know. You want to say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem Echav, Yen Doi Melech. Asher Yotzer, Asher Odom, Bechochma, Yen Doi Melech. Oleinu L'Shabeach, L'Adon Akov, Yen Doi Melech. You can't just throw random words into the tefillah. This is a prayer about the acceptance of Hashem. Hashem listens to the shofar. So we should say, you listen to the shofar, your mazin trua, Baruch Atah Hashem, Shoimea Kol Truas Amal Yisobar Achamim. Why inject the words V'yein doy melach? Now there's a halachic problem over here. Because there's a halacha that you need samuch l'chasima me'ein ha'chasima which means juxtaposed to the conclusion of the bracha the subject matter has to be what the conclusion of the bracha is. So if the bracha concludes shoimea kol truas amo Yisrael then how could you even say V'yein doy melach next to the chasima? So here's the simple answer. Simple answer is understanding what the purpose of the shofar is. What's the function of the shofar? Why does God give us the shofar? Isn't the you have a machzor here? Rosh Hashanah. Okay, you know it's big. It's a big. It's a big book, right? There are a lot of tefilot. It's you're you're in shul a good part of the day. What time do you start Rosh Hashanah morning here? Seven thirty, and then you. When do you finish? One thirty. So you guys, six hours. So it's, it's a big service, yeah. A lot of pages. 
and you're davening, you're davening, you're crying, you're being mavakesh, you're being mitpalel. What do you need a shayfar for? All of a sudden you need an instrument? What's the purpose of the shayfar? So basically, the briskarav explains, and this is a classic brisk Torah. This is brought by the Beis Halevi and the briskarav that we have, a, we have a problem. And that is on Rosh Hashanah, there's so many things we need to pray for. We need to pray for our health. We need to pray for our livelihood. We need to pray for our children. We need to pray for our families. We have so many requests. We have so many things that we need. We have so much on our mind. Can we even articulate cogently and coherently all the things that we need to pray for? It's impossible. It would be impossible to art- articulate everything we're misfalo for. There's so much weighing on our heart. There's so much we need that the Rebbe Hashem did us a favor. He said, you know what? There's no way you could possibly express everything you want to pray for. So what we're going to do is we're going to bypass the mouth. We're going to go straight from the heart to me. You're going to blow straight out of your soul and all of your requests and all everything weighing on your heart, you're just going to blow straight out to the Shamayim. As, as almost as, as if we cannot possibly articulate everything we, we need to pray for, so we just cry it out through the shaifar. Now, who could possibly detect and decipher what the cry of the shaifar is? Could any human being hear a shaifar and say, okay, Ruve needs parnasah, shiduchim, Shimoi needs good health, Levi needs something else, but only God Almighty could detect, could determine, could decipher the unarticulated raw cry of the shoifer, and he knows what every member of the Jewish people needs. So we say, God, Ein Doimelach, who's like you? You're Shoimea called Shoifer, but the Ein Doimelach, there's nobody like you who could hear in the shoifer the personal request of every member of the Jewish people. But there's something much deeper over here. Because one secret you need to know is that when the Anshei Knesset Hagdoyla formulate Shemana Esrei, they didn't just take literary style and come up with nice words and beautiful words and poetic words. Firstly, we have to know every single word of tefillah comes from Tanakh, is rooted in Tanakh. And every word has a very specific connotation. And the words ve'ein domelach are referring to a very specific ability of God. There are two other instances in davening where we use the expression Be'in Do'emelach. For example, in Shemona Esri, in the second bracha, we say, Micha Moicha, Ba'al Gevurois, Umi who is like you, master of strength, Umi who is comparable to you. In what context do we use the phrase, Umi who is comparable to God? Tchiyas HaMesim. We say, The God who could cause death and bring to life. So, is specifically referring to God's ability to resurrect, to resuscitate, to revivify, whatever word you want to use. is specifically referring to God's ability to bring the dead back to life. Where else do we have Midoimelach? And the tefillah explains. 
Nobody is evaluated like you in this world. There's nobody but you. There's nobody comparable to God when it comes to the resurrection of the dead. Which means as follows. Of all the myriads of miracles that God performs with us daily, the greatest miracle in God's repertoire is the miracle of resurrection. But understand what that means. You know, there's so many miracles that Hashem does for us on a regular basis. I'll give you an example. You have a baby in utero. You have a child in utero. How does a child breathe? Are its lungs taking in oxygen? No, absolutely not. It gets oxygen from the umbilical cord. So that means when the left atria takes in the blood, does it have to send it to the left ventricle to pump it out so that it then goes to the right atria and then to the right ventricle and then off to the body? No. The only reason why in a, in a mature individual the blood goes from the left side and then is pumped to the lungs is to oxygenate the blood. But in a baby we don't need to oxygenate the, lung, the, the blood because the blood is already oxygenated from the mother. So you know what God does? In a child in utero... God has made a little hole in the baby's heart so that the blood goes straight from the left atria to the right atria. Unbelievable. Doesn't have to go to the left ventricle and then be pumped to the body to be oxygenated. Now, if an adult, a child, had a hole in their heart, how long could a person exist? We couldn't exist even for a moment. So then what happens? Here you have this little child. Every baby in utero has a hole in their heart. So what does God do? The moment the baby borns, uh, the, the moment the baby is born, it cries. The moment it cries, it creates pressure in its chest. That pressure seals up the heart every single time. No doctors are needed. No surgery is needed. If you needed a doctor, they would charge $50,000 for your insurance policy. But the Yavon Shalom says, no, we're going to make it easy. The baby's going to come out. The baby's going to cry. It's going to seal up by itself. Always happens. If it didn't happen, E, Efshar, Lehiskayim. By the way, you know Chodesh Elul. Elul stands for Efshar, Lehiskayim, V'la'amod L'fanecha. The month of El, we are able to stand before God. But even this great miracle, it's pretty good, not bad, but it's not the greatest miracle of God's repertoire. There are comparisons to that. The greatest miracle in the repertoire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Umi Doime Lach Tchiyas HaMesim. The Gemara Masech the Gitan tells us that there were children who were being taken on a ship back to Rome to be violated in Rome. And instead of being violated, they said, let's jump off the ship. And one child t- said to the other, will God be able to retrieve us from the bottom of the ocean and bring us back to life? After who knows what, sharks will eat us, will be ripped apart limb by limb. And the Gemara tells us that the miracle of Tchias HaMesim is God will retrieve 
Every single molecule of a person that decomposed and broke down, Hashem will retrieve every molecule, every cell, every atom, and reconstitute it and bring it back together. As the Navi says, the day will come, God will knock on our graves and will say, no, get up already. It's time. Get up. That's the greatest miracle in the repertoire of God. So why in the world, on Rosh Hashanah, in the context of God listening to the sound of the shofar, do we reference the miracle of Trias Hamesim? We say, Ki kol shofar, umazin trua, umi doime lach. What's it doing here? What's the shofar got to do with the resurrection of the dead? Let me tell you a halacha in the Torah. Anybody know we're in Shulchan Aruch, Hilchos Slichotar, which simen? Say, huh? How am I supposed to know? I don't do that. I don't memorize those things. So I'll tell you a little secret. I once had the privilege to hear a drasha from Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef. Yeah? You're, you know who he is? Okay, I figured you have about 500 of his farm over there. Okay? So, Rabbi Yitzchak posed the following question. Anybody here know in Yaradea where Hilchos Dagim are in Yaradea? I don't know. I learned for Yaradea, but I don't remember. He said, come on, you're Ashkenazim. Simon Pei Gimel, Rashi Tevos, Gefilta Fish. Simon Pei Gimel. And then he went on to say, there are many, many ways of remembering Simonim and Shulchan Aruch. For example, Rav Yaakov Emden says, Simon Tov Kuf Pevav is Hilchot Shofar. Gematria Shofar. Tav Kuf Pevav is Hilchot Shofar. Then he said, there's a famous psaq of Rav Sadiagoyin about lighting candles Friday night. Hilchos Hadlokas Ner Shabbos, Simen Reish Samach Gimel, Rav Sadiagoyin. So after that, I thought of a few good ones. First of all, Hilchos Tefillin is Simen Chafei, Yad Keha, the weekend, yeah? And this is the best. Slichot, Tav Kuf Pe'alef. Tough. It's a tough time of the year, right? And how do you stay up? Kafa, kaf peyav. You need a lot of coffee. So, okay, there you go. So it's in Simon Tav Kuf Pe'alef. So the Torah writes like this: In Simon Tav Kuf Pe'alef, the Torah says, "Who is like the Jewish people? We know how God operates." Minag Basavadam. If somebody had a court case and there it was, it wasn't a traffic ticket. It was a capital crime, capital offense, and their life was on the line. Would they spend a few hours, you know, grooming themselves and taking a shower and making sure everything looked right? They would not have the wherewithal and the peace of mind to groom and to be hygienic. They may not have showered for a long time. They would be so overwhelmed with the fright and the fear of the impending din, they would just show up disheveled and, and looking the way they do. But we don't do that on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah, the Torah writes, we wear our best, we wear white, we take a haircut, we trim our nails, we trim our mustache, we look well, we keep ourselves well-groomed. Why? Lefi sheyoidim, because we know, shahakadosh baruchu, yaseh lohem nes. We are confident God will make a miracle for us on Rosh Hashanah. Huh? We are confident that God will make a miracle for us in Rosh Hashanah. What miracle does God do for us in Rosh Hashanah? There are no miracles taking place in Rosh Hashanah. In fact, in the Sefer, Shalsa Chubas Halachos Ketanos, 
the Gemara Masechta Rosh Hashanah asks that we should say Hallel on Rosh Hashanah. Remember the Gemara's answer? What's the Gemara's answer? The Gemara says, well, the book of the living and the dead are open. How can you say Hallel? Ask Halachos Katanas. What do you mean we should say Hallel on Rosh Hashanah? We only say Hallel for a miracle. What miracle takes place on Rosh Hashanah? Let me share with you a halacha that will open up to us a new dimension of understanding Yom Adin. This is the halacha, I believe it's obsolete, it doesn't apply anymore. Particularly, I see everyone in the shul is very careful not to have a phone out in the Beisach Nesem. Now, this is a very important hanhaga. Somebody says when you come to Great Neck, you could give Musar because people are Yirei Shamayim. So I'm going to take advantage of it. Also, I'm not a rabbi over here. I can say whatever I want. So, what's going to happen? They're not going to invite me back? By the time, they'll forget about what I said by the next time. Here's, here's the deal. What is tefillah? Tefillah is Ula avdoi b'chal levavchem to serve God with all your heart. Ezehu avoda shabalev zu tefillah. Listen carefully. The Gemara says, what is prayer? Prayer is serving God with all your heart. Which means that if you're not serving Hashem with all your heart, that's not half a prayer, it's not prayer. So let's say, in the middle of prayer, you check out your phone. Oh, I just got a message. National Weather Service. A flash flood warning is in effect in this area. Until This is a dangerous and life-threatening situation. Oh, right? So if in the middle of prayer, you're looking at your phone. So it's not that I'm praying distracted. It is not prayer. That is not tefillah. So the first thing you need to do, you have to decide. Do I want to pray to God today? If the answer is yes, if you would like to pray to the Lord this evening or any other time, the first thing you have to do is turn your phone off. If your phone is on, it's not that I prayed, but I was a little distracted. Lo hitpalel b'chlal. Eno tefillah. By the way, same thing with limud. Limud, you know the story. Rabbi Kiva was learning for 12 years. He started off Am Ha'aretz. And he, he said, hey, anyone could bring me a rabbi, I'll bite off his head like a donkey. Rabbi Kiva was a nice guy, but he was an Ame Aretz. Nice Ame Ha'aretz don't like rabbis. That's the way it is. And he went to Yeshiva, he learned for 12 years, and his wife was a good lady. She gave up her husband for 12 years. And he comes back and he overhears his wife telling somebody, you know, my husband went to learn for 12 years. And the guy says, you're out of your mind. You're a Meshuggah. What's wrong with you? Why would you let your husband leave for 12 years? And she said, if he would listen to me, he would go back for another 12 years. And sure enough, that's what he did. And Reb Chaim Shmulevitz asks, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz asks, what did Rabbi, why didn't Rabbi Akiva go over to his wife and say, honey, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much for letting me learn for 12 years. How was PTA last night? How is our, how's our kid learning in yeshiva? How was the bar mitzvah you made last week without me? How, how was Passover three weeks ago? What does Rabbi Kiva say to his wife after 12 years? Not one word. He did not go and say hello to his wife. Why? So Rav Chaim Shalavitz famously says, because if he would have stopped and gone for a moment and said to his wife, how are you doing? Thank you so much. I'll see you in another 12 and then he would have learned 12 years, and then another 12 years. 
But by not interrupting, he was able to learn a consecutive 24 years. And 12 plus 12 is not the same as 24 consecutive years. So now, if 12 plus 12 does not equal 24, then one minute looking at your phone, and then another five minutes, and then three minutes later, also it doesn't add up. For learning to be successful, it has to be uninterrupted, and as much as possible, this is a very important hanhaga, but tefillah uvatorah. But let me tell you an important halacha that cell phones has changed. And that is, if you go 30 days without seeing your friend, what bracha do you make? Shechiyana. We don't do that anymore. Because if you don't see your friend for 30 days, you know they're around, right? You know, if they wouldn't be around, you would have gotten a, a, an amber alert within moments. That you know what happened to your friend, and what would the halacha be if twelve months has passed and you didn't see your friend? You make baruch to Hashem mechaye hametim. Huh? Why do you make mechaye hametim? Because if twelve months have gone by, says the marsha, then definitely Rosh Hashanah has passed, and if Rosh Hashanah has passed, then your friend has experienced techias hamisim. And the appropriate blessing to make after 12 months, after Rosh Hashanah, is Baruch Atah Hashem Mechayei Hamisim. From this marsha, we see a revolutionary perspective to Rosh Hashanah. Many of us think we're going to stand before God in Rosh Hashanah and say, God, in Tavshin Pe'alef, you gave us life, you gave us health, you gave us money. Do me a favor, God. Just keep it that way. Butt out of my business for another year so that everything could continue the way it's been. We think on Rosh Hashanah, we're what we call muhzak on everything we have. We're alive. We have a nice house. We have a car. We have a family. We have a wife. We have a husband. We have children. We have everything we need. And we say, God Almighty, just keep it that way. Just keep the things the way they've been. We are muhzak. We have everything in our back pocket. Just keep it that way. But says the Marsha, when we stand before God on Rosh Hashanah, we stand before Him kemetim, without any life. We stand before Him as if we're not alive. We stand before Him as if we have no money in our pockets. We stand before Him with, as if we have no family. And we ask God not to extend the lease, not to continue things the way they've been. We ask God, give us life again. Give us a family again. Give us money again. Because we stand before HaKadosh Baruch Rosh Hashanah, Kemetim, Ke'aniyim, without anything. Rav Shloyma Haiman, Rashiva of Tarvadas, used to say over that he remembered being in the Yeshiva of the Chafetz Chaim, the night of Slichot. Again, by Ashkenazim, we start, you know, a few days before Rosh Hashanah, the big night is, opening night is Saturday night before Rosh Hashanah. And who is the Rosh Hashiva and the Chafetz Chaim's Yeshiva? The Granat, Hagoin Rav Naftali Trump. And Rav Naftali Trump got up to the podium and before Slichot, he asked the following question. In Slichot we say, Loi b'chesed, v'loi b'masim banu l'fanecha. God, we don't stand before you with good deeds, with good actions, with chesed. 
Kedalim Ucheroshim Dafaknu Dilasecha. We stand before you impoverished, like Aniyim. What does it mean we stand before God like Aniyim on Rosh Hashanah? And Rav Naftali Trump explained as follows. Simply it means that God, we don't have any good deeds in our repertoire. We don't have any mitzvot. We don't have any masim toivim when we stand before you on Rosh Hashanah. But Rav Naftali Trump explained as follows. When you stand before HaKadosh Baruch on Rosh Hashanah, don't think you have anything in your pocket. Don't think any of the benefits and the blessings that you've had in the past will definitely continue. Don't even think you have them in your back pocket and you can ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, continue them. When Rosh Hashanah comes, last year's lease is over. Last year, with all of its benefits, with all of its tovot, with everything God has given us, it's over. It's it. It's a one-year lease. And we don't ask God to extend the lease. We ask Him to give us another lease on life. We don't say, Hashem, we're alive, continue it. We have money, continue it. I have X number of dollars in the bank account, just leave it that way. We come before God on Rosh Hashanah with a balance of zero in the account. And we ask Hashem for all the blessings in life bestow on us once again. The Arizal reveals that it's not that on Rosh Hashanah God says, okay, this person's going to live 80 years. 90 years, 100 years, 70 years. It's one year at a time. It's one Shana at a time. And that's how we stand before Hashem and Rosh Hashanah. Listen to this question. Rav Aizel The Gemara brings an opinion in Masech to Rosh Hashanah. Adam Nidaim B'chal Yayim. A person is judged every single day. Can you imagine such a thing? Imagine every day is Rosh Hashanah. So Rav Aizel asks, if a person is judged every single day, why do we get so worked up on Rosh Hashanah? Come to Shul on Rosh Hashanah, people are swaying, crying, tearing, banging. You ever go to Yeshiva on Rosh Hashanah? People are banging, slamming, they're hitting their heads against the wall. Screaming, the roof is shaking. If, if the foundations of your Shul are the same after Rosh Hashanah, that wasn't Rosh Hashanah. What are you getting so worked up on? Let's go, let's go. Every day is Rosh Hashanah. So Zavayzal Acharif, there's a very big difference between the daily judgment and the annual judgment. You see, today God is judging us, but today's judgment is very different than the annual judgment. The way today's judgment works is that God said, okay, yesterday you were alive, yesterday you were married, Yesterday you had children. Yesterday you had money in your account and you had a job. The onus is on God to come up with a good reason to change it. You're the muchzak and God is hamotzi mechaveroi alaf Comes Rosh Hashanah, all bets are off. Rosh Hashanah we stand before God, kemes. It's not that we're alive and we ask God to keep it that way. We stand before God kemes, ke'ani, without anything whatsoever. Ani, erom, ve'erio. We say, God, give us life. Resurrect us. Resuscitate us. Give us parnasa. Give us the ability to breathe, to see, to hear, to have family. Give us again. 
but we are confident that God will perform this miracle for us. Do you know what the miracle of Rosh Hashanah is? It's the miracle of Tchiyas HaMesim. It's the miracle of resurrection. It's the miracle of revivication. On Rosh Hashanah, God doesn't give us life. He doesn't extend our life. He resurrects us from the dead. He gives us money. That is the mirror. That is why the Gemara asks, we should say Hallel on Rosh Hashanah. We ask, what miracle takes place on Rosh Hashanah that you should, you should say Hallel? It's the greatest miracle of the year. You know what the miracle is? Tchiyat HaMesim. On Pesach, God took us out of Egypt. Pretty good. On Shavuot, He gave us the Torah. Not bad. On Sukkot, He protected us with Anani HaKavot. Which day of the year does the greatest miracle happen? Rosh Hashanah. You know, the Zohar HaKadosh says, Vayipach be'apav nishmat chayim kebal tokea. When God blew the soul into Adam, He blew it like the Baal Tokeya. One of the messages of the shofar is, Rabbi Yonas and I, says, the shofar looks like the nose. I guess, depending how long the nose is and depending how long the shofar is. The shofar reminds us that on this day, God breathes the neshama back into us. It's the miracle of Tchiyas HaMesim. If the year has gone by, you haven't seen your friend, what bracha do you make? Baruch Hashem, Mechayei HaMeitim. This would explain something incredible. Which narrative in the Chumash do we mention throughout Rosh Hashanah again and again and again? On the second day of Rosh Hashanah, we read about Akedat Yitzchak. Why do we blow the shofar of an ayol to remind us of Akedat Yitzchak? You know the minhag of Tashlich? You do Tashlich? Yeah? So you go to the river. What in the world are you doing at the river? By the way, you know, important halacha. When you go to the river on Rosh Hashanah, what do you not throw in the river? Bread. You know, that's Isur. You cannot feed animal on Yom Tov. What are you doing? Why do we do Tashlich? What's Tashlich all about? The Mishnabura brings from the Rama, who quotes from the Maharil. The Indian of Tashlich is to remind us of Akedas Yitzchak. When Avram was going to slaughter Yitzchak, he encountered a river. The Satan had dressed up like a river. And Avram had no, didn't know what to do, so he went into the river. He went higher and higher and higher into the river until the water reached his nose, and he said, So we do Tashlich to remember Akedas Yitzchak. You do Kaparot? Kaparot is to remind us of Akedas Yitzchak. Se Tachas Yitzchak. You have simanim? Yeah, sure. What do you do? You say, Yeratzon Shatiyah Lerosh Velolazanav. What kind of, the head of what? So most people get a fish, but that's not what it says in Shulchan Aruch. You get the head of a ram. Why? Lizgar Akedat Yitzchak. Well, why do we remember the Akedah? Anybody know? Anybody want to take a guess? Why do we remember the Akedah on Rosh Hashanah? What, is, what does Akedah have to do with Rosh Hashanah? Oh, because it happened on Rosh Hashanah. No, it didn't. Why well, it didn't happen on Rosh Hashanah? There's one, the Psikta says it happened on Rosh Hashanah. But, Yalkut Ruveni said it happened on Yom Kippur. Drashot Eben Shvaib says it happened on Yom Kippur. Medrash Rabbah said it happened on Pesach. 
So according to the sheet that happened on Pesach, when the world are we making a whole? Everything we do on Rosh Hashanah is about Akedah. What does Akedah have to do with Rosh Hashanah? Ah, oh, so this tzaddik is saying, according to what we're learning, we understand the essential and central miracle and principle of Rosh Hashanah is Tchiat HaMeisim. When was the first time in history God resurrected the dead? So contrary to what they taught you in yeshiva or in day school, when Abraham brought Isaac to, to slaughter him, the mouth said, hey, Abraham, what are you doing? Cut that out. And Abraham said, oh, sorry. He said, he said in, in Yiddish, on shoulder, come here. Uh, never mind. Perkei de Rebelezer, as well as Shibor Lehaleket, says Abraham put the knife on Yitzchak's neck. And Yitzchak, according to Perkei de Rebelezer, parcha nishmaso. According to Shibale Haleket, he turned into ash that was scattered all over Harhamoria. And all of a sudden, God called down from Shamayim, and Hashem brought Yitzchak back to life, and Yitzchak made the following bracha Baruch Atah Hashem Mechaye Hameitim. By the way, the first bracha of Shemona Esrei Magen Avraham was composed by Avraham Avinu when he was saved from Orkazdim. The second bracha was composed by Yitzchak when he was resurrected at the Akedah. Now we understand what the Akedah has to do with Rosh Hashanah. The Akedah is the central theme of Rosh Hashanah where God takes us who literally we have no claim to life. We stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kedalim Ucherashem as if we're Meitim. And we don't ask God to re-give us life. We ask Him to resurrect us, to bring us back to life. And we know any act that God's, God does is rooted in the Torah. Ma'aseh avot siman lebanim. And therefore it's important on Rosh Hashanah, what is the ma'aseh avot with which God resurrects us on Rosh Hashanah? It's the Akedah. The Akedah is the source of our life on Rosh Hashanah. So we blow shofar shol ayil, and we do kaparot with, to remember Akedah. And we do tashuk to remember Akedah, and we... We lane, we read about the Torah portion. The Akedah is the source of life on Rosh Hashanah. But there's another and very important connection between Tchiat HaMeitim and Teshuvah. Anybody here know any Malachim? How many jobs could an angel do? One job. No multitasking for angels. Eliyahu HaNavi, what is he? He's a Malach. What's he going to do? He's going to do two jobs. He's going to bring the world to Tchiat HaMetim. He's going to bring the world to Teshuvah. How can he do two things? How can he do two things? If you look in Rav Yonasan Ibeshitz's commentary to the Sidur, Rav Yonasan says, Where in Shemona Esrei should you be mechavein to do Teshuvah? Ah, Shivein Ovin L'Sarasacha. He says, No, when you get to the bracha of Mechaye HaMesim, you should be Mechavein to do Teshuvah. What does Tchiat HaMesim have to do with Teshuvah? The Medrash tells us that on Rosh Hashanah we stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kemesim B'Maaseinu, as if we're dead in our actions. Rishaim B'Chayehem Kruyim Mesim. Listen carefully. The Medrash tells us, the Gemara Brachos tells us, that a rasha, a wicked person, is considered dead in their actions. But listen to why. 
The Medrash says that a Rasha wakes up in the morning and he sees the sun and he doesn't thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the sun. So Rasha'im B'chayehem Mikra'im Eifem. You know what the definition of life is? The definition of life is thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We say, Ma'betza B'dami Beridati Al Shachas God, what benefit would there be if I die? Could the dirt thank you? We say, The dead can't thank Hashem. Really, no kidding. The dead can't do a lot of things. The dead can't play ping pong either. The dead can't go bowling. The dead can't go golfing. The dead can't put on tefillin. Why do we know? The definition of life is thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'chol ha'chayim, the living will thank Hashem. The Medrash says, the, the living, the Medrash says on Rosh Hashanah, we stand before God, not only with no chazaka on life, not only with no chazaka on all the blessings of life, we stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, kemesim b'ma'asenu as if we're dead in our actions. We say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're in such darkness, we're in such a rut, not only do we not have anything in our chazaka, our actions are so lacking, it's as if we're not alive. Does anybody know? Which Navi, which prophet, is the prophet of Teshuvah? Yonah, Yonah ben Amitai. Yonah ben Amitai is also the only person recorded in Tanakh who is brought back to life. Who's that? When Eliyahu came to the house of the Isha, the Almana, and the child died, and Eliyahu came and Eliyahu brought this child back to life. Who is this child? Yonah ben Amitai. Only someone who personally experienced Tchiyat Hamitim, only such a person could teach the world about the power of Tshuva. Because sometimes we come before Hashem and we feel we're in such a rut. We have so many bad habits. We're in such darkness. We've become accustomed to so many things perhaps we're embarrassed of. And we think, how could we ever change? How could we ever pull out of it? How could we ever overcome it? You know who tells us that we're able to do tshuva? Yonah ben Amitai. Yonah says, V'yein doi God could perform the great miracle of Tchiyat HaMetim, the miracle of the Yein Doi Melach. He's the one who could help us do Teshuvah. It's the same miracle. The miracle of Teshuvah is the same miracle as the miracle of Tchiyat HaMetim. And therefore on Rosh Hashanah, in the bracha of Shofarot, we say, God, you hear the sound of the Shofar. And we know that we're in a very desperate situation. We know that we don't stand before you muchzak on life, muchzak on anything. We stand before you kemes, but we know you are capable and able and will perform the great miracle of tchiyat hametim. You're going to resuscitate us this year. There's an amazing kafachayim. Kafachayim says the 40 days from Rosh Chodesh Elul until Yom Kippurim. Those 40 days correspond to the 40 days of Yitzira Savlat. We know Alpi Halacha and even scientifically that even though a child develops over the course of nine months, the first 40 days of its development are the most critical. All the, 
organs, all the limbs are formed to some extent in the first 40 days. The gender is determined by day 40. The neshama comes in by day 40. In other words, by day 40, the child is an entire entity and now it just has to grow. The 40 days of Rosh Chodesh, from Rosh Chodesh Elo until Yom HaKippurim are the 40 days of Yitzira Savlat. We have to understand that during this time of the year, every year annually, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is recreating us. Now, interestingly, there are three customs of Slichot. Svardim start, Rosh Chodesh, Elo. Some, the Torah brings, only say Slichot, Asar Simei Teshuvah. But the custom that the Gra endorses and the Ran endorses, and this is the custom of Barcelona, that they begin Slichot Chav Hei Elo. What's Chav Hei Elo? Chav Hei Elo is the first day of creation, indicating that this process of the year, this time of the year, we're recreating ourselves. It's 40 days where every day is critical, every moment is critical. During the 40 days of Yitzhiras Havlad, if let's say there would be any interference, even for a moment, for an hour, for a half a day, that would spell the difference for the entire rest of the career of this child. To realize the 40 most important days of the year are from Rosh Chodesh Elul until Yom HaKippur. Every day is precious. Every hour is precious. Hashem is recreating us. This is the greatest miracle in the repertoire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Greater than birth, greater than sunrise, greater than hearing is the miracle that transpires every Rosh Hashanah. Yes, Adam, Nidon, Bechal Yom were judged every single day. But every day we tell God, look God, yesterday I had a house, I had a job, I had a family, I was alive. I'm the Muchsak. It's the, I'm the presumptive owner. You guy, you're trying to take it away from me. You better come up. You better have a good claim against me to take away any of my benefits. Comes Rosh Hashanah. Life is now in the hand of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and your family are, is in the hands of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and your job is in the hands of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and your money is in His hands. He's the Muchsak. Your hamotzi mechavero alav haraya. We have to come. We have to argue our case. We have to fight for our case. We have to somehow come up with a reason for God to resurrect us on Rosh Hashanah. But the Torah writes, we're not afraid. We're confident that He's going to perform this miracle for us. So we wear our best. We wear white, and we're confident that God will pull out from His sleeves, so to speak. The greatest miracle in his repertoire, the miracle of the Ein Doimelach. There's no one like him. Rosh Hashanah is the most miraculous day of the Jewish calendar. And Bezrat Hashem, as we prepare for this great day, already coming together, it's difficult weather, it's threatening weather. So, all who came out tonight to pray the Slichot, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks down from Shamayim and he's going to see it as a great zuchot for you, for your families, for all of Klal Yisrael. And Bezrat Hashem Hashem Shavim Mavarech, every single one of you and all of your mishpachot and all of Klal Yisrael with a year of good health, protection from our enemies, Parnasa Berevach, 
Nachas from our children. Shefa bracha v'aslacha v'imali Hashem kamashalos libchem l'toiva aksilach simatayva. Thank you.